Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. I'm Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Am Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law, and joining me this week, the legend himself, Lavender Gooms. Hey, Bob. Want to wish you a few happy days on the day people will be listening to this, August 8th. A happy National Pickleball Day, Bobby. Did you know that pickleball has been attributed with an increase with a senior citizen um, emergency room visits over the last year. I too saw that article, so yes, I okay. I was aware. All right, yeah, yo man, when you when you ain't made a quick lateral move in like thirty years, maybe take it easy when you pick up a new sport. This is like uh, the new. Besides, it's like the new white people bocce, right? Like that's what this is. That's my understanding. Ex- people are real into it. Except bocce ball ain't people ain't taking people's ACLs like uh, pickleball is. It's fair. So watch out, Aunt Nana. Um, besides that, a happy international cat day on a personal note. I've been, I've become a bit of a cat man over the last year, uh, evidenced by the picture I sent in the group chat to Bobby, Phil and Sal when it comes to my new uh, shower curtain. That's a cat with an AK-47. Cat riding a shark with a cape wielding an AK-47. I chuckle every time I go into the bathroom. And also, of course, how could I forget? Happy sneak some zucchini into your neighbor's porch day. It's very nice of you. Zucchini's good stuff. Just saying. I'm more of a cucumber man. <sighs> okay, that's fine. I'm gonna go with my uh, with my uh, phallic green vegetables. I'll go with uh, cucumber. Right on. Um... All right, folks, uh, no DJ Mark this week, uh, a little under the weather, um, but we'll, uh, we'll soldier on without him. Quite frankly, uh, given the nonsense we had over the weekend, you know what? I'll be honest. Actually, Mike, I take that back. Not a lot of nonsense. But given the tenor of some of the competition we were, we all witnessed this over the weekend, seemed like a good time for uh, Mike and I to get really not serious with uh, <laughs> a lot of it. Um, yeah, definitely. But let's just kick it off first. Nate Diaz, Jake Paul, put on a show at the American Airlines Arena uh, in uh, Dallas, Texas, which is, I think that's also what Miami calls their stadium or their arena, which must cause some confusion. No. Um, The Heat used to play in American Airlines Arena until I think a year ago, a year and a half ago. For the last two and a half, one and a half seasons, they played at FTX Arena. Oh, yeah. This was the one that we're going to be the Bang Bros Arena, though, right? That's what we were headed for? Yeah. And uh, then, obviously, when everything happened with FTX back in, what was that, like uh, November or December, mm. the arena uh, changed their naming from FTX Arena to, I think, it's the Kaseya Arena now. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Diaz and Paul, uh, they packed that thing out, man. Sold out crowd. Almost all of them there hoping to see Nate Diaz beat up Jake Paul. Um, quite frankly, seem all of them were more invested in this fight than Jake, but uh, Nate, Nate Diaz was at times. Um, that <laughs> oh being said, God, yes. honestly, paid sixty bucks. Not we always tell the truth when we say we pay for the cards. Let's put this out there. Yeah, in the sense that yeah. money was exchanged in some part of this viewing experience. Does that mean I paid for my TV only? Yeah, that does. But still, payment was made. When I say we when I say we paid for this pay-per-view, is I put in that credit card information in the ESPN Plus and I gave them $60. And we we were about to double dip on it because I assumed you hadn't paid for it mm-hmm. and I called you to tell you, "Hey, 
I'm about to buy this on ESPN mainly because the zone was a little confusing. Yeah. And you told me, oh, I already bought it. And then I saw it worked for me. And then I just sent you 20 bucks. Yeah. Worked out. Got Mark on there too. If you buy a pay-per-view on ESPN plus, that's not UFC. You get three streams. Apparently UFC's two, but you know, maybe one day we'll test that really. Um, 60 bucks. Nate Diaz made between 15 and $20 million. Let's pass the headline, right? What does it say, by the way? I mean, look, Nate lost. He got walloped a couple times. Other times it was a lot of fun. Um, I made a bet with the casino, with the sports book, that I, I it was plus 750 for Nate to go for a choke. I don't need him. I don't know, man. Look like a choke to me. Um, <laughs> that shit looks cinched in, bro. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Jake's reaction made me laugh a little bit um, to that. But, um, yeah, um, everybody kind of got to do what they wanted to do, Mike. I remember going into it, people are like, what could, What does Nate Diaz stand to lose here? I'm like, nothing. Not a single, no, nobody here, I think a lot of people don't understand this about, uh, I guess this is more way MMA was in the past, I think, Mike, more so than it is now, where, not that it didn't matter if you won or not, it did matter, mm-hmm. but you, the way you became an MMA star was how you won your fights. You gave, from, you gave entertaining fights. Yeah. Um, you could be a very popular MMA fighter if you won half of your, well, maybe not half of your fights, but um, if you had a winning percentage um, and you either knocked people out or you just gave people a good show. Yeah. I mean, we also were talking about like some like, remember James Tony was like, how's Randy Couture a Hall of Famer in MMA? He got 10 losses. I'm like, I don't think you understand Randy Couture, man. Like this dude. So- just winning championships left and right. No way, messed up knees. Anyway, um, so Nate had really had not a lot to lose, barring the scenario in the first round that almost happened of him just getting oh. cracked immediately and losing in seconds. Um, kid's bigger than him, by the way. Jake's a big kid. Jake's a big kid. Yeah. He's coming to his size well. Um, did better with the gas tank than I thought he would, though. There was a, He really... I'm jumping all over the place. We'll talk about Jake's performance shortly here, but... Nate picked up a big check, man. What does it say about MMA that we're just like, just, hey, man, good job, Nate. You got a big check. Like, what does that say where we are with this? Well, like, this is like the best retirement plan in MMA, huh? Well, also, um, as it normally goes with, with, with boxing, and, and mind you, uh, Jake Paul's, I think it was what, MVP promotions or MVB promotions? Most, I can't yeah, most valuable promotions or whatever. Uh, he seems to be doing a better job of getting the fighters who are down the card uh, pay pretty well. Um, I think Amanda Serrano and Heather Hardy each had their biggest paydays ever uh, in this card. I think I think Heather Hardy got 150k, which damn, that's a little sad considering she was a multiple time champion. Dude, it's wild. That was your biggest payday. About like with the women's side of it, how much worse women are treated in boxing, and like, yeah, they can't even play fight three minutes. Like I'm, I, I, I was surprised at that, but that might be also part of the problem. Where, um, I think the only active women's boxers I know are Serrano, Heather Hardy, just because she fought in Bellator a few times, and uh, Katie Taylor. That's it. Oh, and, and Clarissa Shields also fights in PFL. There's another one. I continuously forget about clarissa shields there we go at least as a boxer um or just in general but yeah i didn't even realize that the rounds were two minutes until it started dude i hate that i mean say a lot about say say what you want about mma but like i remember ronda rousey made an event at the ufc pay-per-view and that first one people are like asking like hey man dan henderson's in the co-main event you know the co-main event was like Hendo and Cormier or something like that, I think, right? They're like, Dan Henderson's in the co-main event. Why are we having women main event over him? And I think Dan Henderson's like, man, I'm not fighting five rounds. This three rounds is fine. I'm cool. The co-main event. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. And very quickly, nobody cared. And MMA, honestly, treated pretty equal. Sure, they're getting paid less. Just, that's, yeah. you know. I mostly think that because they're all lighter weight classes. Not even because they're women, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, they, I had a good time watching this card, by the way. Like, I, I watched... Did. Me too. For a bunch of shit that went to decision, like, even, like, I was... I knew going into it that H2O kid 
uh, we're supposed to know who he is. Like, he's a real like, – He was really good. Yeah, they, I mean, they put him against a 37-year-old, like, like with Journeyman. But, like, he was supposed to put on a show. And I was just like – he was like in his boxing. You're trying to build the kid up. I thought the Aggie uh, – Chris uh, Avila and Stevens fight was fun. Um, I've talked about how much I like Heather Hardy. Uh, her personal backstory is also very fascinating, and she's a survivor and stuff. And I know her and Amanda are friends, but like, I mean, we were talking about it in the group, a different group chat, actually. And I remember just being like, man, it's not going to go well. It's going to go real bad. And um, I think she retired is why they let her do that, all that, by the way, is what they were talking oh, about. Oh, you mean the, the the talking? Yeah. Yeah, I think that whole thing. But I think. I mean, when, when you consider that they fought four years ago mm-hmm. and Serana gave her a pretty good whooping, and now Heather Hardy's 41, I mean. No one was expecting this to go anyway besides what happened. Yeah, and uh was kind of cool. Um, a good show in the main event, man. He puts like Jake's an interest. Jake's a like I thought there's a lot of stuff about it. Like he's a good novice boxer. The keyword is novice. Cause like there's still like like he couldn't keep Nate off of him. Like, and I'm just like, you should be able to, you know what I mean? This like Nate would just like put his head down and walk into him, and Jake didn't know how to like. Whenever Nate would do that, Jake couldn't do anything with it because like. So, <sighs> let me ask you a question, Bobby. And this, I think, is more of a rhetorical question. Can we at this point now? Because how long did we hear? Oh, Nate's boxing is so good. Nate is a really good boxer. Nate's a really good boxer, right? People keep forgetting there's two words in there that people needed to add on to that sentence. For MMA. And it's not even that we're saying MMA boxing is bad. It's that it's just entirely different. Yes. Like you do nothing. You you can't. Yeah. You got to throw hands with the idea someone might fucking pick you up and throw you in the air right. like a pizza pie. Like. But we. I, I have. I have a few. I guess two questions for you. One, can we forever at this point now because we saw what Nate did in that octagon. Can we? From now on at this point, say, all right, look, there's you're an MMA fighter. Unless you're an extremely rare case, it's not gonna translate that well to, to boxing. Well I think here's I think we're answering I guess that's just the one question. Well I think yeah. we I think we answered this question before, like like we didn't need to do this, any of these. I think like cause like this just all seems like this whole the gimmick of this fight, this whole thing is literally like this guy's not even like He's not seeking the boxing audience. He's seeking the MMA audience. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Like he's plays a heel well. His brother does it too, and he's like, I mean, at this point, like at the beginning, I think it literally was like, we want to see this kid get, get beaten because he's knocking out our champions, and you know, he knocked out a Ben Askren, a great fighter, Olympian. He knocked out, and then he beat Tyron Woodley, UFC champion. Then he knocked out Tyron Woodley, you know, and then he fucking beat Anderson Silva, and like, that's the. That's the game here, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, by the way, I think we've uh, reached the point at the end here where I may never think when the fight was over, Mike, I was like, so, like, this, this is it. Like, you aren't going to get a better name. This is the second biggest pay-per-view draw the UFC had. In, and then, like... In regards, in regards to MMA fighters? Well, yeah, you're not going to do better than that. Like, there's one, but, like, that guy's on a contract. And he immediately picked a fight with him. But, you know, like, he tried to, like... Nick, Nick, Nick Diaz has a contract with the UFC? Oh, you think Nick? No, I don't think they can sell, man. Who do you not, think? I'm Connor. I'm talking about. That's the only yeah. other one I would do, man. Dude, Nick. Nick. I don't. First of all, I don't think Nick's as big a star as Nate. No, I think I think that's we all know this at this point. Yeah. Like, the night Nate choked out Connor McGregor, he stopped being a small. He stopped being Nick's little brother. Nick started becoming Nate's big brother. You know. Look, I mean, also Nate. Nick showing up on the broadcast afterwards. I wasn't sure if he was drunk or just being Nick. But we all, that Robbie Lawler fight told me everything I needed to know about, like, where we are, man. Like, Nick, just be happy, man. Like, just chill out. It's okay. Do seminars, you know. Like, it's fine. No, but, like, yeah, that's the rook here. Like, that's the, that's the move here. Nate, Jake's got to get paid somewhere here. And, like, everybody's like, oh, he should, he's got to fight the winner of KSI and... Um... He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to do anything. He well, made plenty of money. It depends. If he wants to make money, he doesn't have to do anything. But if... He actually believes what he says about um, wanting to be a legitimate boxer. Then he's got to, I don't know, he, he's got to beat someone who's 
been in just boxing for more than well, I mean, he just, signed an MMA like, contract. the lead up to their well, fight. He signed, up, he signed an MMA contract too. Oh, by the way, the MMA like thing about it, like, I mean, I'm gonna read Jake's quote about the choke because uh, it was part of the evidence I sent to the sports book. By the way, just to be like, hey, <laughs> the kid said he got choked. What do you? Uh, what? Do you, what else do you want, man? Like, what else does he need to do? Um, but, okay, so this is what Jake said. Where the fuck did this thing go? Buh, 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 buh. He said... He fucking choked me. He was actually choking me. I was like, this is crazy. I didn't think he was going to stop. He had it in. It's funny. That's why I want to run it back in MMA. If it was an MMA, I would have dropped to a double leg, picked him up, and dropped him on his head. Mike, real quick. If Nate Diaz has got your head, and you draw, try to drop anywhere... How's that going to go for you? You think your head's coming with you? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, how's that going to go? Nate Diaz doesn't seem like the type that he's just going to let a fucking cinched in guillotine go because you dropped to the floor. Yeah. Uh, it's like... I mean, look, this a is... A fucking jujitsu black belt as well. Not just a black belt. Not all black belts are made equally. Uh, this sure. one is very legitimate. <laughs> um. Yeah, look, I mean... I don't know what Jake's going to do, but I guess him and chaos. I don't like each other. I guess that's the story they're trying to tell people, but like, I don't know. The other business. Which is funny yeah. because Logan Paul's in business with, uh, with, uh, with KSI. Yeah. They got that energy drink. That's wildly popular. Um, so I don't know if he wants to keep, I mean, I think he can find like, uh, the fury kid again. They did good. Apparently they did really well. Pay-per-view buys. They did like 800,000 pay-per-view buys. He says he wants to get that fight back. Um, Again, if he wants to be a legitimate boxer, then yeah, I think he probably does need to go go against Fury again, maybe get that win back. Um, but I don't think he needs to do that. I mean, look, man, just you get your money, boo boo. Just keep fighting, wash the MMA fighters. Yeah, what's UFC is not going to let Jorge Masvidal out? No way. Why? Who cares? Because it's the UFC. That's fair. Okay, um, let's talk about Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz, uh, I th- he was offered. Date, date, date. Jake Paul wants to pay him ten million dollars. Wants to get him paid ten million dollars for Jake to get choked in an MMA fight. Nate's like, I just. Well, I mean, I just got paid fifteen million dollars between fifteen and twenty for why, this one. Why wouldn't he do? Also, it? Nate's not going to go work go under the banner of the PFL. Like more people know who Nate Diaz is and know what the PFL is. Like, what? Well, it's a waste of his time. The co-promotion thing with his real fight thing, maybe, but but for ten mil, they for they, well, he, that's not enough money. That's what his manager said. It's not enough money. Wow. Also, okay. like go do co-promotion. PFL would say yes to that too. Anyway, you know they would. Why wouldn't they do? Co-promotion? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, to, to get one fight with Nate Diaz, um, just get that many eyeballs to PFL. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, the UFC has got to go get Nate back. Like. They've, they, they, Nate was kind of talking about going back. Mike, um, we talked about this for years now because the second fight was second year, seven years ago. Um, God damn, is this seven years the, ago at the, this point? The we're, we're, we might be getting to, to the end of the opportunity for us to actually book this Nate Diaz Conor McGregor trilogy. Um, and I look, no one gives a shit if Conor fights Michael Chandler. It's fine. He get, Wait, the, what do you what do you mean? You looked like you did some investigative research? No, I, I said I looked. I said look, not I looked. <laughs> like, look, listen to what I'm saying. Um, but seriously, like, there's two people that people want to see Conor McGregor fight, and Dustin Poirier is one of them, and Nate Diaz is the other one, and way more. Um, they're saying that Dustin and Conor did one eight, one point eight million. And one point six million. Serious? But the two fights, these two fights on, and this is because of ESPN, man. That's what ESPN will do to it. Nate and Connor did one point six seven five seven years ago, when like just the two of them. You know what I mean? The record right now is two point four million. Connor versus Khabib. You can now, you can beat that with these two. Here's what I wonder though. At this point, Nate, I think, is more popular. Than he was the last time he fought Connor. Mm. Well, his star, 
even at the advanced age of 38, oh Jesus, God, that makes me feel like, I know. Um, <sighs> even at the advanced age of 38, his star is much higher than it was at, I think, McGregor DS2. Yeah. Is that still the case for Connor at this point? I think Connor's still Connor. I think people, I think, I think Connor, anytime he farts, is a news story still for everybody. People want to see him fight. And I think, I, I think the UFC owes it to the, they think they have to do it. I think it's mind boggling. Like, we can't let this not happen. You can't fumble mm -hmm. this one. Okay. When Nate left, I thought, oh my God, they managed to blow this. Like, he's come, he's there. He's right there. Okay. He lost nothing doing this fight. Zero. Nobody cares. We all knew what happened here. What was going to happen here? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. a boxer fighting in a, it's a novice boxer fighting an aging MMA fighter. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to book this fight. I don't know. Why don't, this is like, it's right there. It's pay. And look, I'm telling you, this is the way you get out of this Conor McGregor won't take it, won't pass a drug test thing. Okay. Because you just don't make him go through USADA. Okay. Because if it's not a UFC fight, if it's UFC co-promoting the Conor McGregor thing, what's McGregor promotions with Nick's uh, with Nate's real fight thing? You know, everybody gets a big check. You know, I really think they can break two point four. The more I think about it, because I don't know how Tim and Dustin are doing one eight and one six. Like that's just on Conor's that's, back, man. That's what I'm. I need to know what about. I need to know what Dustin and what Dustin and Justin Gaethje just did. That's what I because need to know. I I love Dustin Poirier. But to to use words that Dana White once used, Dustin Poirier doesn't move the needle in that way. I just think you gotta. I just it's like he's he's famous for fighting Conor McGregor. Nate Diaz at this point is beyond that. Yeah, like that's what started it, but it's stuck. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. Holly Holm. Is famous for beating Ronda Rousey. How like I saw her fight in an empty arena, like a month ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just putting that out there. They got to do this. Yeah. It's not. A, I mean, we got to do this. So if they don't, look. If Nate wants to choke this kid out, cool. We can choke this kid out. You're gonna choke out Jake Paul, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I also like it has and to happen in Texas too, because no one else is gonna sanction this. Maybe Florida. I. I think what's great, at least for Nate, is that Nate doesn't need the UFC. Nate has maybe what, maybe two big fights left in him. Um, yeah. And I don't, I honestly don't know how much more the UFC can give Nate. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if the UFC is going to allow a co promotion thing with his real fight. How. PFL would. You mentioned, I think it was before the podcast, that Nate's manager is an actual adult. Um, okay. These are, I'm assuming, not to say Nate isn't a smart guy and probably isn't thinking about this himself, but it sounds like he has a team of professionals who are probably giving him this information as well. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the UFC is doing fine, right? But if you wanted to say who needs more who than the other person, the UFC needs Nate more than Nate needs the UFC because I Do you think, think anybody needs anybody? They sold out a pay-per-view next uh, that's in 2 months with no no like no main event. There's still no card. Like I don't even know who's fighting on that shit in Australia. I mean they're doing they, they like they made more money than any of the fight promotion combined. This is my, my only worry of the UFC not doing it is that they're doing fine and they're like, fuck it. But Dana White's got such a fucking, you know, bug up his ass to be competitive and be to argue with people because he doesn't have anybody to compete with where he just like gets angry at the media for being like, I, he'll say like, oh, USADA doesn't matter. And then he'll be like, three days later, be like, I don't know why it was reported. I said USADA didn't matter. And it's just like, is this just sport? You're bored, huh? You're bored. This is something to do, man. You send Dana's big fucking tomato head out there to scream, the notorious Conor McGregor. You fucking, you do another fucking, you do a press conference in Stockton. They did, like, they did that one time. I think it was in Stockton, the first one between the two of them. Like, just come on, man. We, we can make, we can sell this thing. Make this a fucking spectacle. What are we doing? 
Connor's 35, 34. I don't know. I think he's as old as, I think he's like a little younger than my brother, maybe 34. Uh, he is 35. Yeah, he's 35. It's not getting better, okay? He looks like he's burning it on both ends, okay? Like, Nate has got two of these more left in him, probably. You're right. Like, two big, did big you ones. See, did you see that Connor shot his shot with uh, Saweetie? In real life? He wasn't even there. How do you yeah, do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How? Yeah, he you know, he, he tweeted some flirty, flirty shit with him. It's as if his wife doesn't have, like, Twitter, man. Yo, poor poor lady. I'm assuming they yeah. got an arrangement. She's like, I saw that when they when he made his LLC. I remember the news story. She's like, fucking co-chairman of his LLC. I think oh, there's, like, I think there's like, it's like that kind of thing. Like, they're like, I don't know. Um. Okay. Um. Moving on. UFC had a card. Let's just talk about the thing real quickly because we didn't really watch much of it. Uh, Cody Sandhagen's getting a lot of shit, Mike. And I know the fight was boring. Two things can be true. The fight can be boring. But let's also talk about the fact that he was supposed to fight a Nurmagomedov. And then instead, they said, we want you to fight a kickboxer from Boston. On and, and let's also talk about why the fight was also boring, at least in that instance. Yeah. In addition, in addition to having a change of opponent. Yeah. Uh, my man tore his triceps. Middle of the first round. And it's not like you're going to try to convince me you're like a decided now you don't like Corey Sandhagen. Like, we've seen Corey Sandhagen throw some wild shit, Mike. Yeah. Like, we're having very history teacher-like demeanor when he talks. The man throws heat, all right? If it wasn't for Marab Divashvili, I'd say Corey Sandhagen is the, is the clear next title contender. Quite frankly, if Aljo takes this kid out, those two should just fight for the vacant title. Like, that should mm-hmm. just be the fight, uh, depending on how long this triceps thing takes, by the way. Um Dana White walked out in the middle of the fourth round. Um, Because I don't know. Maybe court-ordered anger management. We don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, what an what an ass. Like, well, I mean, I don't know. We don't know what's going on in the man's life. He didn't go out there and. Sh- I mean, you think honestly, maybe he got back there and he wants to start shitting on this fight, and someone said, "Hey, the motherfucker's tricep is hanging off I, the fucking." I bone. guarantee you, he walked out like he walked out in the middle of that fourth round, and he was just getting his ammunition ready for that press conference. Yeah. And someone comes back to him, "Hey, that tricep all fucked up," and he's like, mm, "Shit, all yeah. right." Yeah, he's like, "I would be a real piece of shit this week." Well, I mean. More than I am the one I normally am. So, like, yeah, that happened. I love Corey. I'm a big Corey Sandhagen guy. We all have been big Corey Sandhagen guys on this podcast, man. We're on board entirely with this dude. Um, what do you want him to do? He didn't just beat Cheeto Vera before this. He, he By the way, he volunteered to fight this Nurmagomedov. He, he said, I want this Nurmagomedov. This guy, no one wants to fight him. Couldn't get a fight. And this guy well, has to fight the number 10 ranked guy. Like To answer your question... Um Here's what you expect him to do um, when he suffers a tricep turn the first round. Find a way to win. And that's what Corey did. Um, I didn't bother to watch the fight because I saw Henry Cejudo say, well, such a boring, uh, was such a boring fight. Fuck he Henry should be Cejudo. the number one contender. Fuck Henry yeah, Cejudo. Yeah, generally, yes. Fuck Henry Cejudo. But it did also make me think, all right, well, I know his tricep got hurt. I'm not going to spend 25 minutes watching this fight if all he does is wrestle him. But he found a way, even with a severe limitation, to win the fight. So kudos and hats off to him. Um, co-main events where we got to talk. Because I've been saying this, Mike, for years. Hey, man. Joanna's holding on to Tatiana's belt. Hey, man. Rose is holding on to Tatiana's belt. Hey, man. Whaley's holding on to Tatiana's belt. At one point, on Tatiana's belt now. At one point, I was saying Jessica Andrade is holding on to Tatiana's belt. Because, I mean, look, it wasn't perfect, but Mike, she coming. Uh, was this fight? But this fight was at flyweight, wasn't it? No, it was one fifteen, wasn't it? That would be flyweight. No, one fifteen is strawweight. One twenty five is flyweight. Did you lose your mind? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, they were out of straw weight. Um, yeah, there's some stuff she's not perfect at, obviously. I mean, but you know, the, the stand up could do better and stuff like that. But man, I'm just, I, I'm just saying, like, give her one more. I think give her one more and then give her a title shot. Cause yeah, 
She's here, now, man. You say you say give her one more. Who do you give her at this point? Uh, Yandro Nan. I don't know why we didn't. If, 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 I don't know why the UFC didn't just book Yandro Nan versus uh, Whaley. I don't know what the fuck we were doing there. I thought China versus China was the whole point of this thing. Like, that's the fight, though. I think that's the I, fight. I like that. And also, I guess, for the symmetry of it, um, in that both of their last victories were, were against Jessica Andrade. She's got a win over the UFC flyweight champion, Tatiana Suarez does. A one-sided win. A beat-her-ass in two minutes and 45 seconds win over Alexa Grasso. I know Alexa Grasso is a very different fighter than she was yeah. s- s- five years ago, but I'm going to give her one more. Give her one more and give her a title shot. Fought two times now um, in a couple months here now. Uh, one more. And by the way, uh, Jessica Andrade needs better people around her. Mike, this woman's got four fights this year. It is. Dang. It is August. Is she, is she like uh, is she uh, she hurting for money or Dude. something? Um, that remember last week when I said she talked about regretting doing it only doing OnlyFans because, but she thought you know needed the money. Blah 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 blah. That was that's Jessica Andrade. Uh, it's August. That's a shame. It's the beginning of August. She has four fights, and she they can't she, have her fight. Look who's having her fight, Mike. So she beats up Lauren Murphy, and then she's like, "All right, Aaron Blanchfield, short notice." And then it's like, okay, cool. Now I'm gonna fight Yan Jonan, another con- another young contender. All right, cool. Let me get on. Let me jump on the t- train tracks to fight Tatiana Suarez. Like, whoa, what are we doing here? Like, she shouldn't fight. She's 31, Mike. Like, she needs to not fight the rest of the year. Like, we gotta go home and go back to the farm and, you know, yeah. Do some well, stuff but then there. again, if if she doesn't have, if she doesn't have the income to do it well i think you know, she fought she four, she fought four fucking times in eight months i'm assuming she has the income now like jesus this um, also depends on how much they're paying her you know it's crazy like for some reason tatiana suarez gives off tall energy do you know what i mean by mm-hmm. that no like yeah. i always think she's like six feet tall and well, she kind of sl- looks a little bit like raquel rodriguez like a little bit too yeah, you know, a little that. bit, you know, like the whole like you're not you're you're not just doing they're both Mexican thing. Like they they both they do kind. I of don't think like Raquel is she. No, Tatiana's Mexican, right? For sure. Is, Raquel is, is Raquel Rodriguez not Mexican. Well, her move is called the Tejano bomb. It better be like. You, well, you, that's you not know. really saying much. Yokozuna was a big Samoan. Yeah, if you want to have a. Are real we debate. both checking to see if Raquel no, Rodriguez not. is Mexican? I don't care. i'm pretty sure she is that's also it oh i'm checking okay (laughs) stand by people this is real important (laughs) and she is of mexican descent boom there we go clear um yeah she does give energy that you think she'd be fighting in a bigger weight class though you think she would but instead of fighting at 115 um yeah yeah, by the way, uh, some news. You see that thing where like the uh, Utah State Athletic Commission is like not going to release payouts anymore because they're like fighters are private citizens and yada yada yada. It's a thing that they agreed to do. Um, only fighters I mean, who I'm only not, fighters who elected not to sign a confidentiality agreement before UFC 291 had their salaries released. So, of these four people, by the way, Bonefim made twelve and twelve. Okay. Ooh, Bobby Green, 150 and 150. Shout out, man. Love Bobby right. Green. Kevin Holland, baby. 178 and 178. That is when they ask you to fight Chimaev on a day's notice and you got a nigga, you know. Remember they said they weren't giving anybody, nobody got any extra money, Mike? Remember when mm-hmm. they said that? Nobody got any extra money yeah, when Kevin yeah, Holland was yeah. doing cartwheels? <laughs> you remember that? Here we go. <laughs> Man's making nearly 200 grand a fight. Shout out, man. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah. Tatiana Suarez, man. She's she's legit. Um. Justin Jacoby took care of Kennedy. Uh. I can't say his last name. Um. Diego Lopez broke Gavin Tucker's arm. Shit was gross. Um. Big win for Tanner Boser there. Um. Billy Quarantillo got back after getting Barbosa'd. He needed that one. Oh, nice. Uh, a lot of people would. Uh, the, the people gotten off the Billy Quarantillo train there a little bit, like. 
That was one where Barbosa knocked him out, and then when he woke, when he was like still recovering, he was Barbosa was explaining to his team how like to the guy's team how I knocked out your fighter, and then he got back up, and then Barbosa explained to him how I knocked you out. <laughs> that was you know, you know, you reach, I teach in a big way. Um, all right, yeah, uh, UFC is going to be back next week. Uh, we're going to talk about this a uh, couple fights from it. Which is uh, the main event being RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos, former UFC champion, taking on Vicente Luque. Um, I think this is in the apex, but I'm not positive. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a look real quickly. Um, it is in the assume, apex. Uh, yeah. yeah. They, seem to have a, they seem to have a model during the, uh, the summer months that a live event is followed by a, let's throw some shit onto the apex. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about that in a bit here, along with uh, what we think is the co-main event. But depending on where I read, the co-main event is either this or Hakeem Dewadu versus Cub Swanson. But on the UFC website, Hakeem Dewadu versus Cub Swanson is like the sixth fight listed. So I, I don't know. Don't know what's going on there. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit here. Uh, a little bit of news, Mike. Sounds like we do have a main event for this Australia card. Uh, Izzy Style himself. Israel Adesanya uh, taking on uh, Sean Strickland. I think if the UFC is going to do this right, Mike, they need to book the press conference for the 15 hours in which Sean Strickland will be in the air on an airplane. What do you think? Uh, uh, no, they shouldn't do that. They should give him every opportunity to display the ass that he is. I mean, we already let Drickus be a racist, right? Exactly. Do you think Drickus you know? isn't really hurt? And Drickus is like, yo, the heat's it's too hot right now. Gotta come back later. <laughs> a small part no, of me thought that. No, he's not gonna no. do that. He needs a he needs that no, check. I don't, I don't think so. I, th- I think he's actually hurt. Yeah, I'm sure and I he think is. he definitely does think he's the only real African in the UFC. Exactly. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute here. But yeah, we got a main event there, Mike. Um, my brother said, who doesn't know not nearly the MMA we do, but he's thinking he nailed it. Where he's just like. Am I missing something, or is there literally no area where this guy is better than Israel in? I'm like, you're not missing anything. <laughs> you're not missing anything. I don't know necessarily how this is gonna go. The the champs the champ needs to get some reps in, right? Yeah. Um. They want to jack Dalamento late on a fight in this card, but he's like, gotta pay me more money than that to fight in Australia because. Cost taxes and stuff, you know, to do that. Isn't isn't he from there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> yeah, Mike. You would think he would be jumping at the chance. Yeah, UFC two ninety, UFC two ninety, which feels so long ago. It feels like that was a month ago, Mike. That was when that was the whole when his dude was a uh, was a racist. Or Izzy, where Izzy called him the N-word, called the white guy an N-word on TV. That was a month ago. Okay, that was four weeks ago, Mike. Okay. They had six different Australians on that card. And everybody was like, what are we doing? Kind of feel like you could have held those guys out maybe a month and a half or so. I just I just don't know what they thought. Like, they didn't consider the possibility that, you know, that someone would get hurt in the DDP versus Whitaker fight? Like, what? Well... Have we considered this, Bobby? Could it be these people from Oceania just don't want to fight in their hometowns or their home countries? I mean, that might be the case, man. That might be the case. Uh, that's some news right there. Um, I really don't know what the fuck else is going on, to be honest. Uh, Bellator's got a pretty interesting situation where Robin, uh, I like, I like uh, Logan Storley. He's defending his title. Uh, not a lot of people are going to watch this. If I'm being, nope. you know, we're being honest with ourselves here. Logan Storley isn't exactly a big deal. Um, he split uh, with MVP. So let me ask you a follow-up question: Who's Logan Storley? It's the Bellator. Uh, I thought he's the middleweight champion. Now I'm looking it up. He's not the middle. Oh, he lost the middle. He lost. Well, he was the welterweight champion. I thought. I guess he's not. Now that I think about it, doesn't matter. And he and he lost it to who? It's entirely possible he never even won it. Let me look this up. <laughs> Are we sure he is a real person? Yes, he is. Logan Storley, he fought MVP for the interim. Oh, yeah. When he fought, uh, when Yaroslav came back from war, he beat uh, he, he beat his ass. That was that fight. Last time we saw Storley. So definitely people are going to watch this. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, there's not a lot happening. Straight up, Mike. There's not a lot happening. 
Um, except for the part where Conor McGregor apparently said a racial slur, which well, your, your mileage may, may vary on your feeling of the word wigger. That's with a W, wigger, in terms of a racial slur. Yeah. Well, uh, as we discussed before the podcast, what I had an issue with is the fact that Connor is using insults from like when we were in high school. Yeah, that people he said wigger, for, it felt like for like two months too. Like it wasn't even around that long. It felt like that term. Like real quickly, it was like, why do we need to say this? This is not a good word. <laughs> um, yeah, um, nothing's really fucking going on. But uh, I guess we should make some picks, Mike. What do you think? Sounds great. I don't know if you can hear the big old train just coming from outside my window. Um, no, don't. Not really. But now we all know. Wow. Really? At times, at times you talk about my fan being too loud. You don't hear that big old freight train right outside my window. That's crazy. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> your microphone doing a good job. Um, I guess so. All right. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos is taking on Mr. Vicente, Vicente Luque. Luque. Um, man, we all got real. We were we really were like excited about Vicente for a while there. Um, he feels like he doesn't fight a lot. Right? Like, it's not just me. He feels like he does not fight a lot. Um, Jesus Christ. There's another pay-per-view next weekend. I'm just looking at this now. Sorry. Oh, Jesus. Uh, this is a oh, lot. Oh, wait. Of... It's the, uh, the Algermain. Uh... Yeah. Are they, are they doing six yeah. pay-per-views in, or three pay-per-views in six weeks? Or seven weeks? They might be. Anyway, Vicente Luque, uh, the pride of Westwood, New Jersey. Okay, I thought he's Chilean. Oh, he is. Brazilian mother, Chilean father. Um, did not know he was born in New Jersey. Might explain, I thought he was just straight up Brazilian. It might just, this might just explain the ceiling and his abilities, being from New Jersey and all. Um, 21, and Mikey, come on now. I did that for you. Uh, man has fought, uh, has not fought in a year. Last fought Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal knocked his ass yep. out in the third round. Fight before that against Bilal Muhammad. Does not take easy fights, Mike. Does not take easy fights. Rafael Dos Anjos, when he's on the card, you know Mark's not picking him. He didn't. Um, Rafael Dos Anjos, the former UFC lightweight champion, um, returned to welterweight um, after losing to Rafael Fiziev. Um In a fight where, man, went to, it took, went to the fifth round uh, still. He's still there. And then he fought Bar Brian Barbarina back in December, as we mentioned, at welterweight. And just kicked his ass. Uh, Rafael just kicked his ass. Um, he is... Honestly, he's 38 years old, and that's not as old as I thought he was, Mike. He's he's definitely been around a long time, and he's had a lot of fights in the UFC. Um, he was what, a 500-fighter journeyman in the UFC before he, um, Dude, I don't know, got right with God or got right with his pharmacist and made a run at the UFC title. And that was, God, was that like, 10 years ago? He was UFC champion. How long champion, ago was he champion? December 2015. Oh, no, sorry. March 2015, he won the title. Yeah. Uh, damn near almost 10 years ago. So it is a little surprising he's 38. One, three, or four. Does not fight easy people either, man. Does not fight easy people. Like his losses, the people he's losing to are Fizev, Kiesa, Edwards, you know, fucking champion. Kamar Usman, there's another champion. Colby Covington. This fucking, you know, interim champion. And he does not lose to anybody bad. Ever. Um, and he wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be that way this time either. Because Vicente's a hell of a fighter. Um, yeah. Injuries have killed this kid, man. Injuries have killed this kid. Uh, betting line for this one is very close, right? We're like, what's, what, what are we looking at here? Extremely close. I think when I last checked... Uh, Dos Anjos was like 120, maybe 119. So the sensei is like minus 105. Which one are you looking at? The uh, at MGM? Oh, I'm just remembering oh. off the top of my head. Bet MGM is giving him all the way up to minus 135. Do not make this bet on Bet MGM, man. You get minus 118 at DraftKings if you're if you're picking Dos Anjos. Uh, Mark is not picking Dos Anjos. Picking Vicente Luque, uh, who's coming off of the back-to-back -back losses, but. One's in August 2022. The other one's in April 2022. So do with that what you will. Um, and as we mentioned, Dos Anjos won three or four. Uh, after losing to Fazave, though, came back and beat Brian Barbarina here back in December at welterweight. 
Mike, uh, we were talking earlier. I know who you're picking, but why don't you tell the folks who you're picking? Yeah, I will be joining Mark in his pick of the Sensei Luke. I have him getting off the small little two-fight schneid. Uh, Rafael doesn't lose to bad people himself. Um, the Sensei doesn't either. Um, I still think the Sensei has higher, the higher upside in this fight. Um, at some point, as you mentioned, and as we talked about, Rafael has been through a lot of wars. Um, he's actually turning 39 in just a, a few months. But even on top of that, Vicente reminds me of the killer that Rafael used to be way back when he was going through his, his run for the title. Uh, super aggressive, um, a ton of knockout power. I'm going with Luque. I'm going to go Dos Anjos. And I say this as probably the biggest Ooh. out of the three of us. I think I've probably been the biggest Luque guy, to be honest. Um, I just probably. I just feel like I, there's a lot of these fights, man, and we don't pick Dos Anjos. And then at the end, I see Dos Anjos get on top of a motherfucker, put on a clinic, beat his ass, you know, over the course of, you know, 15 minutes. He doesn't fight the way he used to when he was on his run because he was a Terminator. He was just walking people down. It's him and Verdun, man. That team, that Kings, those two guys were champions at the same time, and not going to make any accusations, but they at the same time were just like, look, they had an unlimited gas tank. There's running through people. I remember Eddie Alvarez had to hit had to hit Dos Anjos like 40 fucking times, that combo to win the championship off of him. Do you remember that? It was just like a never-ending combination. Um, Dos Anjos is still here, man. He's still here. I think he's going to get it done. I was more confident in this pick. I went from being like not even slightly confident. I went to being like, eh, Dos Anjos got this when I thought that uh, Luque had like a 30% takedown defense rate. And then I looked it up, and it's 61%. And now I'm all of a sudden like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Um, but this is a pick em, and I'm going to pick uh, Mr. Rafael Dos Anjos, who is the slight betting favorite. Mike, am I still like five or six back of you, and Mike's like four or five back of you? Uh, you are in last at 38 and 31. Mark is Mark and Chalk are 40 and 29, and I am 44 and 26. Who did he pick last week? How did he pick up a game on you? When did that happen? Anyway. What do you mean? That must have been a couple weeks ago then, because we all picked the same shit last week. Yeah, we all went 2-0. Oh. Okay. Uh, I got to make a move, bro. This is not going well. Um, well, yeah, you're trying to make a move right here. Well, I mean, I, that's, I'm not even actually literally think he's going to win. Um, co-main event, uh, Khalil Roundtree. And I didn't just do this, folks, just, you know, to trigger Mike's PTSD of Chris, seeing Chris Daukus' name. Man who cost him a championship. Um Dalkus. Mike picked a white he cop did. against Derek Lewis. <laughs> Just a white cop from Philadelphia. Um is this fight at it? It's no. at light heavyweight. Yeah, because he got killed three fights in a row. Right? Like he got killed by Derek Lewis. Yeah, because I was making some bunch of crude jokes about uh who Derek Chris Dalkus tends to lose to. <laughs> <laughs> in the UFC. Um yeah. Uh, well, saying well, you can't really say that much cuz I mean, yeah. I mean, saying he lost to three large black men. I mean, he fights a heavyweight. What do you expect? He is 4-0 against non-black people, 0-3 against black people in the UFC. Just go ahead. There's just stating facts, okay? Stating facts, okay? <laughs> um because of that, no, I'm kidding. Um, Khalil Rountree is is coming in this one, minus two hundred ish, right? Ish, minus two hundred ish. Uh, yeah, uh, just about. Um, he's looked good, man. He's looked good. Beat Dustin Jacoby. Beat Carl Robeson. Dalkus doesn't suck. All jokes aside, you know, I think he was still somehow ranked number thirteen at heavyweight going into this. Uh, number fourteen at heavyweight for Rountree. Rountree looks like he's made of iron. Man is just yoked up the wazoo. Roundtree, I've never seen a man look like he can hit so hard like Khalil Roundtree. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to get a done. Some people have effortless power, right? Where it doesn't look like they have a lot of power, right? But yeah. like if they touch you, the, you, you know, you'll go out. Roundtree, when he is whipping a kick or giving you a a, a you know uh, a right straight or a hook, 
Oh no, you think, oh no, this is about to hurt. Um, I got him getting it done, man. And it has Same. nothing and it has not nothing to do with the fact that he's African American. Though man, what if the, what if what if this just becomes a thing with Chris Dalkins? <laughs> he just he just keeps losing. You know? We gotta get Rudy Bear. I think Rudy Bears is black. We gotta get Rudy Bears out of retirement to come in and get Dalkins <laughs> off the schneid. <laughs> um okay. Um yeah, I don't know if uh Mark's picking that round tree too, uh yes. to be honest. Uh to put it out there. I don't uh, know where this Cub Swanson Akeem Duwadu fight is happening in terms of the placement on the card, um, but it'd be good because I just I don't want to know why Cub Swanson's still doing this. If I'm being honest with you, I I mean, this money's the answer, right? Like, let's just be clear with that. But I don't know. I thought he didn't he like retire once, and that was like four years ago. Did he? I oh. thought he retired. I know he's like. Got like two, three kids now. I know him and uh, the lady used to do the UFC uh, Pride TV show. Um, I forgot her name, but I have no idea what. Her uh, name is. But he's got three kids, man, and like he's got such a great story. I just hope it ends. I don't want it to end bad, you know, with Cub, because he wins some, he loses some. But like there was a stretch there, we lost a bunch. Um, but and Hakeem is a good fighter. Hakeem is uh, hadn't fought in like a year. Uh, coming off a loss to Julian Rosa, but he's thirteen and three fighter. He's still young. He's still good. We'll see. Um, but yeah, pretty underwhelming card from the UFC this week. And Bellator, you know, seeing no opportunity here to do anything better than sending out, you know, Logan Storley right here. No problem. Let's just send him out there. Why not? Um, yeah. Uh, I think we just do uh, stuff we like here. By the way. Yeah. By the I way, let's go for it. Talking about Rafael Dos Anjos, I have my phone, I have the Google Photos on my phone. I don't know if you use that app too, but it will be like, hey, th- 10 years ago, this happened. Yep. 12 mm-hmm. years ago, this happened. And that just reminded me, I got a thing saying 13 years ago, uh, me and Mark and Stefan went to UFC 117, which was the first UFC event I ever went to. I think Stefan too. Mark had been to one, I know. Um, but it was famously the card where Anderson Silva got his ass whooped by, for 23 minutes by Chael P. Sonnen. Um you know, Chael tells a story. Everybody came from San Francisco. Everybody sauntered across the bridge in San Francisco. He had a word he used, which I'm still not sure if it was a slur or just something mean to say, so I'm not going to repeat it. Um, but he said, all those people from San Francisco sauntered across and said, Anderson, Anderson. And all the gangsters in Oakland were cheering for old Chael. It was mostly everybody was cheering for Anderson, and everybody was cheering for Chael, and everybody went back to Anderson at the end <laughs> is how that went. Um, but on that card, Rafael Dos Anjos fought. Uh, he fought uh, Clay Guida. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he got his jaw broke or something. And then Clay was just like, I don't remember how it happened exactly, but something about Clay was, uh, yeah, beating his ass in the jaw after he broke his jaw. But that happened. And that was 13 years ago. So Dos Anjos has been in the UFC at least that long. You know, that was journeyman time. Um. Also, if you want to go back and watch that hell of a fight between uh, Roy Nelson and Junior Dos Santos, and if you're wondering why the crowd is making so much noise, is because there was people four rows behind us, two women beating the shit out of each other, <laughs> <laughs> just beat, just wailing on each other. Um, all right, stuff we like. Um, Mike, uh, why don't you go first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I have a few things. I think I'll just rapid fire them. Uh, there's a new show on. Max, I think it's called now. Um, My Adventures with Superman. It's the new Superman cartoon. A bit of a different take. It has more of a... It looks like an anime style to it. Um, They've reimagined uh, some of the main characters. Uh, Lois Lane is, I think, Korean now. Um, I'm not exactly sure what Jimmy is. I know he ain't white. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> is, this a, is this a Skeeter situation? Is he blue? Well, he's he's brown, but I'm not sure which type of brown he is. What's it? Um, is, is his last name still Olson? I think I think their days are still Jimmy Olson and Yo, Lois Lane. I, yeah. you got, they got a Middle Eastern Jimmy Olson. Uh, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> 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 Olson June. That's you know I'm telling you. He's one of my people this time. I don't know. Uh, maybe he is. <laughs> but uh, uh, enjoying the show. 
Um, it has more of a comedy feel to it um, than I think previous uh, Superman shows have have had. Um, besides that, uh, there's the next season of a Netflix uh, show called. Uh, well, the first season was called How to Be a Tyrant. Uh, the second season just came out, I think, last week. Ooh, I didn't know uh, that. How to How to Be a Cult Leader. Who are we going through? Who are the episodes about? Uh, you had the cult, um, obviously the one, uh, with, uh, that comet, uh, Mbop, what was the Yo. name of that comet? Oh, I'm, we're Haley gonna, Bop? Yeah, but we're, oh, yeah, but we're gonna get to the Jim Jones when they were killing congressmen and stuff, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> um, they talk about that one, they talk about that, um, Japanese cult, uh, from, well, obviously from Japan that released Saren into, into the, the subways over there in Tokyo, uh, so, Follows the same plot as um, and the same formula as how to how to be a tyrant from the first season. Peter Dinklage uh, comes back to to narrate the series and and it's a it's a, it's a good time. Um, besides that, not a stuff we like, but an admonishment of uh, Oriole's person uh, Oriole's management for for getting rid of well for suspending their broadcaster for making the sin of talking about how shitty their record it has been against the Tampa Bay Rays a few weeks ago. You really got suspended for that? That's been the hubbub and uh, the connection to us, Bobby, because you're probably wondering why the hell do we care about an Orioles announcer? He is a fellow SU alum. I mean, okay. Don't do, I, I mean, find that, that the tenuous connections wherever I can. Just, you know how many sportscasters are SU alums? Come on. Oh, man. you don't need to tell them that, Bobby. Yeah, uh, it's all of them. It's all, all, just all of them. Yeah, so many of them that when I saw Mike Tirico and I said, "Hey, Syracuse represent," he was like, oh, "Okay, uh, that was it." <laughs> Mike Tirico, <laughs> proud Italian. This proud blower offer of Bobby, also apparently. Um, all right. Um, I really didn't have a lot this week, to be honest. Um, had some people over for the fights, so that was fun. Um, but I watched a bunch of Up, Up, Down, Down this week, and I haven't done that in a while. Um, it's nice to see Big E, man. Especially when I'm hearing a Big E saying he may not come back. Like, this might be it. Um, made me go down a rabbit hole, too. My girlfriend here, we were like, Started like I started getting recommended like Brody Lee stuff because of like Big E had talked about Brody Lee and stuff and like I was explaining who Brody Lee was so we watched a bunch of stuff up there and then we both got sad because of Brody Lee and we're down that rabbit hole and then you know talk about everybody t- you know anyway went down that rabbit hole for a while but yeah up up down down is a good channel man and I don't think I guess Woods isn't wrestling is Kofi wrestling is anybody wrestling I don't watch any of the shows right I, now I think Kofi Kofi is hurt. Um, I don't think Woods is hurt, but I think because Kofi is hurt, um, I think Woods is taking a step back. Do you, uh, since we're talking, and you watched it too, right? SummerSlam, you guys had it on in the background at some point? Yes. I mean, I know you and me aren't watching like regularly and weekly, and maybe we're missing something. Does it feel like they don't know how to land the plane here? When it, it comes to Roman Reigns? Yeah. Because I well, just we've don't been saying that for about six months. No, because I'm just like I thought Sammy should have won, but I understood why Sammy didn't win because WrestleMania was in like I'm like okay, you give it to Cody, but then Cody didn't win, and now people are just like, oh, the gimmick is going to be that Cody, you know, has to battle for a year to get another shot and win it, and I'm just like, is he more popular now than he was like post peck injury, winning the Rumble, taking on, you know what I mean, like. I know he's trying to emulate his dad, and his dad had to, like, lose and then come back and beat Ric Flair. But, like, they're wrestling Brock Lesnar for the last four months. Like, WrestleMania is in eight months. Like, it's in April. It's beginning of eight. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. – it feels like they can't – I don't know, man. You have to land this plane, man. And people every week just tell you this is the greatest story ever. And I'm like, man, it was real great. I'm still enjoying it, but, like – And a freaking documentary came out about him as well. Yeah, and also, like – I don't know. It feels like I'm not I'm only I'm only like kind of paying attention, but wasn't like Jimmy immediately like not into this? Like wasn't he the one on day one was just like, hey man, this guy's manipulative as fuck. Like Jimmy's now gonna like you know what I'm saying? Like I remember that. And I'm only barely paying attention at times to this thing. Like 
Then again, fucking Ariel, man. Ariel interviews the Usos and goes like, what's the dream? And they're like, oh, we want to fight against each other at WrestleMania. That's the dream. And that was like three weeks ago that it came out. It seems like, ooh, can they stretch that out all the way to WrestleMania? No, this is... Daniel Bryan said something one time about like how they're saying like he like, do you trust? He says he didn't trust WWF creative to tell a long enough story for him and Miz to wrestle like to have like a five month build to a WrestleMania match. He's right. But then again, Roman and Paul and did this stuff. You know, this has been going for like three years. Um, I don't know. Um, wrestling's real fun right now, man. I was watching uh, Collision's a good show. Honestly, like it's a different show than Dynamite. It's much more old is school. It? I, I haven't watched one minute. Dude, it's straight up yet. just like a more old school show, but it's like a lot of, you see a lot of Punk and Ricky Starks, and it's not like it's like a different roster. People go back and forth and stuff, but the acclaimed are on there a lot. And I don't know. And like everything they're doing with like Adam Cole and MJF on Dynamite has been hilarious. Like I'm wondering how they're going to do this all where they're having a show in London and then a week later they're having another pay per view here. Like, and then they're going to do Grand Slam three weeks after that. Like, they got a lot of big stuff going on here. Um, almost seems like that time in New York is a good time for Eddie Kingston to win that world championship. That's all I'm saying. Um, just, you know what I'm saying? I will walk out. Dude, they, they, put all, this is, they put out videos on YouTube of, like, Dynamite's biggest moments because they had the Dynamite 200 episode. And we were watching, like, the first one. It was, like, ni- from, like, 2019 and 2020. And everybody looks so young. Like, the pandemic aged everybody horribly. Like, they show, like... Matt and Nick, and I'm just like, man, it was like four years ago, three years ago. They do not look good. Like, you know, they show Eddie Kingston. I know you don't like Eddie Kingston, but Eddie Kingston looks like he's 20 years younger when he showed up. Like, everything was just like much. Which, I don't is, know what which is crazy because he already had the physique of like no, a like his 55 year old man. Dude, but his face looked like it was young. Now he just matches it entirely. They, everybody looks so old now, except Sting. Sting looks the same. But, you know, everybody's aged horribly. Um, but yeah. Not a lot this week. Um, oh, uh, one quick thing. I don't know. Uh, I didn't know if you were done yet. Sorry. No, go ahead, man. Uh, just one quick thing since we were talking about wrestling. Uh, it was a, a wrestling movie I watched over the weekend with my girlfriend and my family um, of, of all people. Um, my girlfriend a few weeks ago, uh, she's been um, studying Spanish and wants to find different ways to brush up on it. And uh, one day she decided to just look through, let's find a Spanish movie to watch. And somehow we landed on some movie called Veneno, which is uh, Spanish for poison. And at the time, I thought it was about some like fictional Dominican uh, wrestler because I thought DR doesn't have wrestling. This has got to be fiction. And we were over at my parents yesterday and uh, my girlfriend mentioned it. And when my brother asked about it, I said, oh, obviously, this is like some fake guy. And I started telling my dad about the movie. And he just interrupted me. Oh, Jack Veneno? To which Mm. I'm surprised. Like, wait, this is a real guy? And even my mother chirps up. Oh, yeah, I know Jack Veneno. And the person I was least expecting to know any wrestler's name is my mother. Because I'm pretty sure... I can ask my mother, hey, name just three athletes, just in general. I'm pretty sure she would get just one. And apparently that one would be Jack Veneno. Um, really good movie. Uh, you can find it on, uh, on uh, you know, your streaming services, Bobby. Um, it's I'm actually looking about, to see where, where people it's can about recommend a it to Dominican them. Rest- I guess he's the most famous Dominican wrestler. Um that's a, lot of disres- that's a lot of from... disrespect towards No Way Jose, but okay. Oh, is No Way Jose Dominican? I mean, if he wasn't, that gimmick is somehow even more racist when his pitch was his finishing move was a fastball punch. Like, um, did did No Way Jose have a title match for the NWA Heavyweight Championship against Ric Flair? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, hey, is this, considering how lo- considering how long Ric Flair wrestled, it's, it's entirely possible. Yeah, do you know the fr- difficult part here is there's a TV show on HBO called Veneno that is making it more difficult uh, <laughs> to find this because I don't think it is a biographical miniseries about a transgender icon named La Veneno. That appears to be no, a... Uh, it is not. Yeah. Um, 
But it was a very enjoyable movie. Uh, that first movie came out in 2018. Mm. What I read on Wikipedia was it was planned to be a trilogy. I am going to assume that the pandemic kiboshed the the second movie. I don't know if the if it will ever happen, but the first movie was entirely enjoyable. And I guess on another note, it was nice to see that you know there was been a Dominican wrestler of some repute who was famous enough that some company decided to make a movie about him. It's entirely a- in Spanish, though. I we could not find English subtitles for it. It's uh, four bucks to rent. Can't really stream it easily. What I mean is yeah. the internet. Figure it out. Um, all That's right. all I got. Yep. Thank you all for listening. Check that flick out, man. If you speak Spanish, probably it helps. I'm imagining. Uh, yeah. Be real important. Um, rent it on Apple, four bucks. Or rent it on Google, four bucks. Or rent it on Amazon, four bucks. Good Lord, there's just three companies. There's just three companies. Yo, man, people talking like this fight's real, by the way. These nerds. People acting like this is really going to happen. Like, I just... How many units are we putting on Zuck if this actually happens? <laughs> uh, I would say a fair amount because that dude, that dude is looking ripped. Yeah, he's like 5'7". The other guy's six foot two though, and like fucking 50 years old and chunky. Um, I Dude, Zuck being a baby face now is real weird. Like, Zuck, Zuck like putting up his chats with his wife on WhatsApp. Do you see that? Like where he's just like, do you see the octagon I put in the backyard? His wife's just like been working on this my, lawn. My poor yard. My poor yard. My poor yard. My poor lawn. I've been working on it for years. <laughs> he's like, we have plenty of space. <laughs> Zuck is kind of like what I would be if I was just a rich dude and a robot, you know, and like MMA. <laughs> Not pretty much how this would go for me too. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week, man. We're gonna preview. Um, Mike and I are really gonna commit to the fact that we think Aljamain Sterling's gonna beat up Sean O'Malley next week. So this might be next week might be us just like being ahead of the game or just looking like big dumb dipshits. We're going to find out the week after Highly that. Highly possible. We're going to find out the week after that. But UFC 292 is the week after that. So right now the UFC is half trying. So you probably just have to pay attention to this card. Um, until then, uh, I was Dr. Law. That was Lavender Gooms. Shout out to our boy DJ Mark. Hope you're feeling better. Hopefully back next week. Um, peace out. And thank you. Yeah. So yeah. Got nothing. <laughs> I don't have too much. I guess also happy National CBD Day. So if you want to go toke up a bit. Yeah. President's law. Lo- ex-president's lawyer said, "Breaking the Constitution ain't violating the law." So I'm just saying there's probably a lot of that constitution is probably being codified in the US code at some point. So I think he did. Just what I think. Hey, you ain't trying if you ain't cheating. Exactly. All right, guys. Thanks. Peace out. Yep.